Yo! This, uh, Watch Out for Fireballs extra sode is brought to you by Yo! It's brought to you by Yo! Our patrons. Uh, if you head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you can see the illustrious many who decide to support the network. Uh, the network is entirely listener-supported. We don't buy ads. We don't, uh, we don't, you know, advertise ourselves on things. It's just word of mouth and you guys, and that's allowed us to do, like, 17 billion shows and play through a bunch of games we really appreciate it it's great so uh if you haven't yet please consider joining them over at patreon.com slash duckfeed tv my name is gary butterfield my name is cole ross and you're listening to watch out for fireballs it is a games club podcast yes and this week we are reading your responses about tomb raider on this extra episode about tomb raider but first, we have a, a special segment, Boners and Gaffs. <laughs> yep, qhorns.aiff. Yep. Um, so um, I, I was not able to uh, to go back and find who exactly pointed this out. It might have been in a Facebook message, might have been in a uh, in an email that uh, doesn't turn up. But I remember seeing this, and it feels very important to uh, to point out. So this is from someone, comma, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> says vaguely, um, in the Shadow of Destiny episode um, of WAF, here a couple of episodes ago, uh, Gary and I uh, kind of mistakenly and shittily assumed that Junko Kawano was uh, was a male. Uh, turns out the designer of Shadow, Shadow of Destiny is a woman, um, and she's also designed a lot of other games, and that is a big whoopsie on our part. Yeah, that's definitely a mistake. It's um, So I do apologize for that. I just didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, I, I would never assume a designer is a man if I knew the name you know, if I recognize the name. Right, right. So that's really that's really what it was. I just didn't didn't know the the it's a, general kind of gender of that name. Nope. It's a uh, it's a it's a cultural disconnect. Yeah. So yeah. but I mean, you know, it could have gone either way with that disconnect. So well I'll, we'll eat some crow on that and then we do yep. apologize. Yep. So, so um yeah. just want to make sure that is on the show somehow. Uh that'll be in that episode forever. And for that, you know, it just uh yep. yeah, sucks. This is this is all a test from somebody who's trying to get us to like BSJW Cucks. <laughs> and go back and say the game is good now. <laughs> Somebody's trying to infiltrate us. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because the game wasn't very good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, it is uh, regardless of who, who made it. Yeah. Um, moving on to responses. Uh, Riley says by contact. Tomb Raider came out when I was two years old. And along with Tomb Raider 2, it's one of the earliest games I remember playing. The T-Rex scared the hell out of me as a kid. And I remember my older brother tricking me into standing on the hand of the Midas statue and being turned to gold. I never beat the game. Uh, I only got as far as the boss at the beginning of the final level who would knock me off the edge and make me fall long enough to scream three times before hitting the lava. (laughs) Uh, Despite uh, the patience you have with that sort of thing as a kid, it was an obstacle I was never never able to overcome. In truth, most of my time playing Tomb Raider was spent exploring Lara's home, luring the butler into the freezer and locking him in there, uh, before eventually swan diving off the balcony uh, when I wanted to quit. Looking forward to seeing what you guys think of it, and if my childhood memories uh, are a lie and Tomb Raider is actually terrible the whole time. I mean, not, uh, it's not terrible the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, just the end. I'm surprised as a kid you got to the that boss. Yeah, because that's that's past some some BS. Yeah, I mean, you know, kid patience. It, it, yeah, it, it works. Uh, <laughs> kid patience. It works all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's um. Huh. 
I don't, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. It's just uh, no. Yeah, uh, g- good on your older brother for tricking you into that uh, into that thing because, like, even though he tried to freak you out, he showed you a unique piece of content that you might not have stumbled upon accidentally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Andrew writes in saying Tomb Raider was the first third person shooter that I ever played. I loved it to death despite its flaws. Yes, the shooting was pretty bad overall. The graphics were passable. Uh, but the third-person exploration in an open 3D space was pretty fantastic for 1996. And dinosaurs! Dinosaurs? Nathan Drake basically owes his entire existence to Tomb Raider, uh, which, owes its, which owes its existence to Indiana Jones and so on. Unfortunately, Tomb Raider will always carry with it the sexist, bad, uh, sexist baggage of an unrealistically proportioned female protagonist, uh, much more obvious in the box art than the main game. Not body shame at all. Not body shaming at all here, uh, but there were definitely some ugly sexual undertones to the marketing and general appeal of the game. Later sequels would try to correct this, but I think the stigma still sticks. Looking forward to hear uh, what you have to say about the gender dynamics of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, we talked about that a lot in the beginning yeah. uh, of the episode. I think we, we, we touched on that. It is something where I think it's not purely, you know, it's not like, you know, Hollywood, you know, from. Uh, uh, <laughs> you mean Hollywood of Holly could? Yeah. Hollywood <laughs> if Holly could from. Um, cool. What is it? Cool. cool world. You know, it's not it's not purely that because she is, again, she's so hyper competent. Right, right. You know, it's just the, the body thing. And like, yeah. you know, it is uh, like something about like. You know, you know, you, this is not a body shaming thing at all. You don't like, you don't do those kind of things with those kind of breasts. Like everybody who I've known ladies before, uh, who have like, you know, like enormous breasts. And a lot of times it's kind oh, of look a nightmare. At me, lie to die. I'm dry. I'm, I'm bragging. Well, it's, it's, it's a, like, yeah. a lot of times it's like kind of a nightmare. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing. Every time I met a dude who has like a gigantic dick. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. like, yeah, it's a logistical nightmare. Like I can't, <laughs> you know, uh, like it hurts women when I have sex with them. So I don't get to have sex that often. Like it's like, right. it doesn't, it's not good, you know? Um, so like people I've known where it's like, yeah, I've considered like reduction surgery to help my back, things like that. Like, yeah, yeah. it is, it can be, you know, it is not a practical kind of thing. <laughs> and the, the fact that it doesn't, you know, doesn't deal with that at all. The fact that she's so, you know, it kind of, it makes it hard to excuse that choice, mm-hmm. you know, that she just happens to, to have this body type. You know, if it's you, you can't make an argument. It's not for titillation. Right. Right. Because it's it's hand waved away entirely outside. Of yeah. That. It's it just it's so incredibly complicated because like packed alongside that, you do have a female protagonist who unequivocally kicks a tremendous amount of ass. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. there like there, there's an amount of positive. <laughs> there's an amount of positive effect that comes with that. That is just it, it is hard not to take the good with the bad or the bad with the good. You know, well, just ima- imagine if it was. You know, Lara Croft and she looked like and dressed like um, uh, Alex Vance. Yeah. You know, something like that, like where it's just like that would that would that would work. Uh huh. You know, or like uh, the protagonist of Beyond Good and Evil or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just, like it wouldn't it wouldn't be detrimental. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be. It, it, uh, it, it certainly wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is it is definitely is, it is definitely a decision that uh, that the creators made to uh, to make yeah. that happen, uh, you know, yeah. in the way and, that and it, it totally worked for them. Like she ended up on the cover of like Maxim or cover of Playboy or something like that. Like yeah, it was yeah. a huge marketing thing. Um, so it worked for them. It's just kind of like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Arthur MC says by contact. Tomb Raider is one of those games that was probably a lot more influential over my life than I give it credit for, especially my views on sexism and feminism in general. The first time I saw this game in action was when I was about eight or nine, watching my older cousins play. 
Every weekend, my mom and I would stay over with my aunt and cousins in Queens, and while the adults played dominoes, the kids would play on the PlayStation. I use quotes because I was the only uh, real kid there. My cousins were goddamn teenagers. <laughs> I should not have been hanging out with them like that. Um, <laughs> then Tomb Raider came out, and my cousin Abe got it right away. Not because he'd heard good things or read a review, but because, dude, those tits. My other cousins agreed, and a lot of the time playing Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider was either trying to find good camera angles for ogling, trying any number of nude mode codes, or finding creative ways to kill Lara. Since I didn't want to get teased or hit, I played along. Secretly, however, I thought it was really fucking cool that a girl, a girl, was doing all this badass jumping and wildlife killing. <laughs> wildlife killing. <laughs> My hobbies include wildlife killing. Um, she fought dinosaurs. She could backflip and shoot at the same time. Shit was crazy. <laughs> From then on, I always gravitated towards female characters in games when the choice was available. I thought, hey, if Lara Croft can be that badass, why not any other girl? Even though I never got to beat it uh, due to a scratch that made it freeze on the last level, Sure. Uh, that's, me, that's me editorializing that. Yeah, sure, that's why you could be. Um, I have to give it credit for being the first game I played that featured a capable and strong female protagonist and for being a decent platformer. I think uh, the fact that Lara is still around is a testament to that legacy, and I'm happy they were able to pull back from that video game mascot Death Void. Yeah. Laura, huh. Laura is not another arrow the acrobat. Yeah, she could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well said. You know, and it's, it's that kind of... Uh, it is, it is hard when you're around older boys. <laughs> yeah, there's a peer pressure to that. Not be a shit, you yeah. know, and that, that sucks. And, you know, God bless everybody who who does, you know, you know, it is a difficult situation to be in. Yeah. You know, it is a yeah, not to not to woe is me. Men have it hard. But like, no, I think that that is a thing where like a lot of kids who are otherwise, you know, not shitty just are surrounded by big, you know, testosterone fueled puberty boys who will like take any sign of dissent as an opportunity to like you know, smack you in the head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is, it is, it is a garbage situation. The, the patriarchy hurts us all. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Um, so Calvin writes, um, uh, Tomb Raider is probably the best game to come out of that extremely awkward time of early understanding of gaming in a polygonal world. Uh, this was one of the best examples of developers being very aware of their 3D environment. It wasn't a game that was conceived as a 2D idea and forced into 3D by, uh, by the changing trends. Uh, from its incarnation, Tomb Raider was 3D. This is punctuated by her breasts. Arguably, the most famous thing about Tomb Raider is probably the protagonist, specifically the protagonist's chest. Whether it was it was spawned out of sexually frustrated sophomoric developers or an accidental decimal misplacement or just appealing to its target audience, Laura Croft's massive pyramidal boobs <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, sold the game to lots of people. Um, and, if, and if I weren't 12 years old, old at the time, um, it would have sold to me as well. Fortunately, it sold my dad who bought it for me. Once you get past the protagonist, you're thrown into a world that is not only 3D, but it's believable 3D. The opening adventure in the snowy cave is one of the most immersive introductions at the time. Just you, two guns, and the ability to climb on shit. The game's storyline was kind of bizarre, uh, and there were elements that seemed very out of place. Laura Croft destroying an elevator and riding up the shaft by holding onto one of the rapidly retracting metal coils was a bit much. But there was otherwise a general consistency and unity in how uh, and how every level and every puzzle is presented to you. Um, if you can solve the first level's puzzles, then you can solve the harder variations thereof later. Uh, 
This isn't a game that teaches you uh, something and then changes it up for you. Like, say, the modern challenger Uncharted, wherein ledges that were climbable in a previous level suddenly aren't later on. This isn't really one of my favorite games anymore, but looking back, I think that it's one of the most solid games. Uh, what it tried to do, it did well. And it showed many developers that, yes, 3D can be done. Uh, it can be functional, and 12-year-old boys can and will jack off to green pyramids that could be boobs. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I've talked at length on podcast about the hair-trigger jerk-off response <laughs> I had to things Yeah. Uh, as a thing. So I, you know, I, I, when I talk about how I looked down on this when it came out, like, this came out when I was 16. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if this had come out when I was 12, you know, when I was, uh, you know, just ridiculously thirsty. Yeah, you, um, you would have pulled your dick off. Like, it, totally possible. Like, yeah. that, this would have worked on me. And it's like, you know, um, looking back on it, like, I think the nice thing is that, like, it does seem kind of quaint. And the, you know, the pro, I guess the problem with the sexualization of the character has gotten more complicated at the very least. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we talked about, um, if you listen to that Adaptation Decay episode, uh, we talk about in the 2013 Tomb Raider, like one of the th- weird things about it is like um, it feels a little bit like somebody's getting off on Laura getting hurt. Yeah. You know, so at the very least, like, I mean, this is so such faint praise, but it's more sophisticated uh, kind of perversion and it, grossness. It, it is not. Know? It is not just that boobs exist. It is that bad things happen around boobs. Yeah. You know, so at the at the very I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, like, I guess I guess that's progress. I <laughs> I. I have no idea. So, it's, it, it's you know, maybe it's progress for games. The rules are different here. Yeah, exactly. We're we're judging on a, such a such a harsh curve. So, but thanks everybody for writing in. Those are good and thoughtful responses. Yeah, really do appreciate it. If you have anything to say about the games we're doing uh, coming up next, which include uh, Dead Space, SSX Tricky, and Crimson Shroud, uh, in that order, hit us up at DuckFeed.tv slash contact yeah uh if you like the show you can support this show and lots of others like it by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv uh we appreciate everybody's donations uh those are monthly and recurring and they make it easy for us to do more cool stuff like this like the live show at the midwest gaming classic yeah um which we'd love to see you at it's in milwaukee it is april 7th through 9th and we're gonna be tabling all weekend we'll have a meetup that weekend i think our live show will be on that sunday um, we'd love to see you for any and all of that. Yeah. So if you're in the area and uh, have the means and the desire, uh, please come out. There will be we will shower you with buttons and stickers and shit. <laughs> so yeah. if, if you like that stuff, you will you will have it. Yeah. We would love to meet you. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, I think that's probably about it. I think so. Um, yeah. So uh, until next time, um, what should they do, Cole? Um, they should uh, consider very carefully the sexuality um, of, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the uh um yeah, just the, 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 uh, the, the sexualization. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah consider this the cuz I mean there's going to be some we're going to get some kind of shithead who says like we're sex being sex negative. Yeah, but then How about this? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's we're, like we're just paving the way for a bayonet episode. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're, we're, yeah, we're prepping things. We're going to get there and be like, <laughs> you know, but I mean, man, if if we were like if cuz we talked about that thing in God hand for like 90 seconds. <laughs> And and somebody thought we talked about it for the whole thing. If we get to the Bayonetta episode where it's like literally, you know, um, that's going to be a rough one. Yeah, people are going to people are going to have a problem with that. <laughs> oh well. well, well, fuck it. I love Bayonetta. I'm gonna, I want to play yeah. it and talk about it. Yeah, it's uh. So until until next time, you ain't the boss of me. <laughs>